You're listening to Astronomica, a podcast where we have the interrupting faction that steals Cullen's introduction. It's all right. All I was going to say is hello and welcome to Astronomica. My name is Cullen. I play Anton. Nice uh, to see you. We'll go around the horn. Sure. Go for it. If this is your first time listening, you will be excited to learn that my name is Colin and I play Mackie. And it'll be fun for you to find out what that means. Mm-hmm. Just not during this episode. <laughs> like two weeks. Just not during this episode. <laughs> I'm Stan and I play Star Daddy. And uh, NZ414. <laughs> how, is a, how is the Star Daddy different from my dad? Uh, I'm here. <laughs> Stan comes back from the store with cigarettes. I yeah. oh, mean, he brings you cigarettes for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> if you're a good boy. <laughs> My name is Jeff, and I play Grace, the ship, and Hopper, the medbot. And I am Kristen, and I play uh, CB, who is an agent of chaos. Mm-hmm. Which is a little understood terrorist organization that has not yet been <laughs> I think, introduced uh, in the yeah, main storyline. I think Inspector Gadget had tumbled uh, mm-hmm. with the name. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Or is it Maxwell Smart? Who fought Chaos? Uh, Roger Waters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Anybody sitting anything interesting this week? I did. Sadness. <laughs> Sit in no? Yeah, no, tell us about that. I mean, uh, only my own sadness, but yeah. me no No, I spilled, uh, without realizing it, about a gallon of really powerful hand sanitizer into a bucket seat in a van. <gasps> oh. And... Uh, is your ass just like Man. super clean? It got me where I make my kids and where I make my skids. <laughs> no. I was gonna say, yeah. well, you don't make skids for a little while. <laughs> yeah, no, I was clean as a whistle. It's a, it's a bad day to get that Brazilian. Yeah, it was the end of a nice, uh, a nice long, hot, sweaty oh, Memphis God. day working outside. Mm-hmm. Lots of uh, chemicals to react with. Oh God, it was good. Hell yeah, brother. Mm. Uh, I sat in some sand. Nice. That's nice. Yeah, it was nice. Get out of here, Jeff. <laughs> it was wet. <laughs> Fuck you, Jeff. It's nice and moist. No. Oh, man. I sat in... Wow. Um, yeah, I guess I made a joke earlier that I sat in my sadness. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's it. That's what I did this week. Good. I've sat in been multiple a cop week. cars this past week. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. Uh, it turns out when you have to fix them, you have to drive them. Uh, mm. Oh. Oh, nice. Uh, so I've driven four cop cars in the last week. Nice. Um, which has been Did you abuse the power? Uh, I certainly had a lot of people stay very far away from me while I was driving, <laughs> which was quite nice. Tell me you farted and closed the door. When you <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny <laughs> so how many of the four cop cars I farted in. All right. How many times did you recreate scenes from the Beastie Boys sabotage video? <laughs> uh, I will say that I monologued bits of like heat to myself a couple nice. times. Nice. Nice. Um, I like in Memphis that the reason to keep your distance from cop cars is uh, it's all the normal reasons, mm-hmm. obviously, but also because they keep having terrible accidents. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, they're mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> they are a menace to society in more than the usual way. Yeah. yeah here in Memphis. Uh, yeah. yeah. A lot gets said and mythologized about the drivers of Memphis. Um, but I got to say, man, the mm. worst ones on the street, the MPD. Yeah. When they announced that, what was the problem? It had some ridiculous name. The their project to like crack down on 
street racing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yes. And it was just like, you know, all those dudes are cops, right? Like yes, it's, <laughs> all the street yep. racing people in Memphis are cops. cops. It's great. Cause it's like, you can crack down on it by just at roll call being like, all right, guys, you got to cool it yeah. for two months. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're making this look really bad. <laughs> uh, I will say three of the four cop cars I was in left the, uh, the shotgun, um, in it. And unlocked. Nice. Oh, wow. there. Well, that's fact. that's uh that's part of their the, our new police chief's policy of leaving <laughs> unlocked, unsecured weapons in cars. Yeah. Oh, we live in a place, mm-hmm. y'all. It's a place. Yeah. I gotta say, uh, I doubt you. Well, I don't know. Maybe you are. Props to whoever had the brass to target and steal the weapon, the personal weapon, out of the uh, police chief's car. Yeah. Oh. If you're if you're listening, uh, buddy, my hat is absolutely off to you. <laughs> the rabbit hole on that one is insane. Yeah. So if you guys would like a fun Memphis drama story, you should look up uh, that. Use any keywords from the description that Jeff just gave you. Yeah. Um, there's some really interesting like conspiracy theories about that situation. I like how we're ambassadors in a small way for our town to the entire world. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're on the whole very positive and loving. And then we get into specifics and they're yeah. like, what? Like, yeah, you can, yeah. There's yeah. a restaurant where you can see a child's butthole. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. true. No, it's they're like, still open. But, but yeah. not, in the, not in the way. Open. They sell <laughs> t-shirts. They sell t-shirts about it. Yeah. Oh, God. No, I mean, people are like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? They could move. There are no, places. no, no. I, I got, I got. It's cheap, y'all. Three, three out of four of my car doors have stopped working. Cheap. I can't. I don't uh, have the money to move. <laughs> it used to be. It used to be cheap, y'all. It, now it is. I don't know. Comparatively, it's still, still comparatively cheap. Who but, could move you know. boxes in this heat? You just have to abandon your stuff. Yeah. yeah. Ah, well, you know, that's just sell your friends as going through a Zen thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'll help Colin move literally anytime because he's the only friend of mine that when I help him move, he's like, let me buy you lunch. (laughs) All my other friends are like, thanks. Hey, can you spot me? Can you spot me lunch? Dude, I feel like that's a you problem know. with your friends not moving. Standard pay for yeah, help moving well, is either beer and pizza is like yeah, it's beer and going pizza. Right. If you can't handle, if you can't swing beer and pizza, because look, we've all there are times. Mm-hmm. Then it's at least a standing like the next time you move slash have a terrible thing you have to accomplish, I will be there. Yeah, no equivocation. I feel like you can swing Little Caesars and a thirty stone for like less than twenty dollars. Yeah. Yep. Like, come on now. I I used to have a pickup truck when I was in my twenties, and uh, I have about fifty. Unpaid. Oh, I'll get you back later, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> moves. Yeah, which I don't mind. I'd love to own a pickup truck if I could keep it secret. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the thirteen miles per gallon isn't yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So I guess my question is: Do you guys want to do more banter, or do you want to get to the exciting activity we have uh, planned? Oh yeah, this week? Uh, it's a very special episode. Let's do it. Cool. Oh, wait, there was a thing I needed to remember to say at the top, and I'm going to try and remember to say it at the bottom, too. And that is, you guys will be hearing this episode on Wednesday, July 18th, I don't know, actually 20th. I don't know what day Wednesday is going to be. Anyway, we will be recording our next Chatstronomica episode tomorrow. 
unless you're listening to this not the day that it comes out, in which case, I'm sorry you missed it, but also, congrats, you have a chat episode to listen to next. Hooray! Um, so what that means is that if you have any questions, comments uh, for us, or would like to weigh in on the epic battle of who would win in a Rock'em Sock'em robot contest, you have about, like, I don't know, 18 hours to get that shit in. We have a link on the Reddit. I'm pretty sure I put it up on the Reddit. To I will double check that. To a Google form to give us questions. There's also a... Uh, the Google form is pinned in the general uh, channel in the Discord. If you are not on either of those things but have a question for us, uh, get at us on, I guess, Facebook or Twitter are the two main places. Or email. Yeah, or, or email. email. You can you can email em- embarrassingly personal questions for Kristen at astronomicapodcast.com. It's true. That'll get you there. Regardless of whether or not you spell all those words correctly. Mm-hmm. That's right. Which I will not be doing. <laughs> I think that's the only announcement I had before we get to today's extra special fun activity. Hooray! Yay! Yay. Oh, I saw, I saw a frog at work. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> no, the reason it reminded me, this is, it's relevant. Okay. I've never seen a frog move like this. It was hopping along the ground, but it was built like a tree frog. So it was like, and actually it wasn't a toad, it was a frog. Mm-hmm. And it got so afraid of me that it would fling itself full strength, like into this like corner and get stuck. Oh. And then it would flail around like Kermit doing the excited dance. Oh God. And I realized that's where that came from. Was that, that was pretty cool. Nice. Huh. And then it would jump again and it would get stuck in a different corner and do the same thing. And then a pig would run in and make out with it. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a giant frog or a tiny pig? <laughs> no, normal disparity. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. It was horrible. tragic. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's wow. all I saw a frog. Sorry. Jesus. <laughs> that sounds like a, it's a good frog it, story. I, 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 I'm here to listen every time you see a frog. <laughs> all right. I'll let you, I'll, I'll, <laughs> he's opted in. You guys are unsubscribed. We're, we're adding a new segment uh, to the intro. Stan, <laughs> Stan Frog Stories. Star Daddy's Frog Watch. The younger hooligan tells me every time she finds a frog, mm-hmm. and it's cool every time. So, mm-hmm. uh, and this one sounds pretty great too. Yeah, frogs are neat. We did see some really cool tiny frogs, tiny aquatic frogs, at the musky building in Wisconsin. There's a building in Wisconsin that is shaped like a musky. What's a musky? It's a giant fish, okay. freshwater fish. It's one of those mm. with like big teeth, mm. um, okay. and eats other fish. And uh, yeah, there's a place I used to go to when I was a kid that has a giant building shaped like one of those and mm-hmm. in the pond around that building. And we happened to go visit it when I went up to visit my parents a, a week or two ago. And in the pond around that, the whole thing is full of tadpoles and fish or fish and tadpoles and frogs at various life stages, including tiny, like full grown frogs or I guess last stage of mm-hmm. life frogs. I don't know. It was neat. Last stage of life. <laughs> <laughs> the AARF. <laughs> As you enter into the final stage. I mean, when you think about it, a frog is the last stage of life yeah. or that life form. Have you considered retiring uh, to a lily pad? No. Frog angel is the last <laughs> stage of life. Oh, God. For a frog. For the frogs that have accepted the redemptive power of Christ's love. <laughs> I see. I see. Well, that's good to know. I... Don't want to prolong, but now I have questions. Nope, we're done. We did a good intro. That's a good intro, everybody. If you also have questions, ask them. I'm good. Put them on the on the chat. Ask yeah. a question. If you're a frog who wants to know more about the redemptive <laughs> power of Christ's love, email Jack Chick Tracks for Frogs at astronomicapodcast.com. 
I'm a frog that wants to know about the redemptive power of what we're doing tonight. Special activities? Yes. What is what is tonight's special activity? All right. What we're going to do today is we're going to turn the flooded palace into a faction, which will interact in the faction turns, which I will be bringing back very, very soon, I promise. <laughs> um, I'm in the middle of, uh, I don't know if I said that on the podcast before, but I'm moving it over to uh, a different map on Roll20 that'll be more like easy to interact with visually. Okay. It's a long process, but it's, it's coming along. So when we get that done, I think, Kristen, maybe you'll pilot the faction? Sure. Well, you know, there's no reason it has to be one person. Just yeah. tell us when there's a turn. Okay. One of us will do it. It'll happen. Let's see. How basic do we want to get? With factions, the basic idea is that in most role-playing games, the game master runs the world. And all the mm-hmm. evil organizations and good organizations and everybody uh, kind of... However good you are as a GM, you are probably using fiat to make decisions about who's stronger than who and what resources they have available. Sure. And when players attack a faction and blow up their power plant or whatever, uh-huh. whatever effects that has on the faction as a whole is a thing that the GM kind of has to come up with, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, or ignore, like bad guys in a, in a TV show. <laughs> Cobra Cobra never yeah. feels the, the pinch of uh, their jet engines being blown out of the air, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, the faction system kind of makes you, makes that more like real, right? Mm-hmm. So as the PCs interact with factions, as factions interact with other factions, uh, the loss or gain of assets um, really changes like what a faction can do and who it can compete with. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and I think it's a really, really fun mechanic. So Flooded Palace is on Crescia Moors. You guys remember that from, uh, that's where we left Big Nicky. Yes. Reluctantly right. in charge. Yeah. <laughs> I think Katrina still insists not in charge at all. Not, that's right. Yes. They don't realize that they are in charge. Right. I feel like they just, they're in the bakery, the under bakery, mm-hmm. and every once in a while somebody comes by and asks them a question, and they just assume that everyone really likes getting advice from them. Right. Yeah, the Grand yeah. Vizier comes in. <laughs> yeah. Like the, uh, like the president of the galaxy in... Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Zephod. Okay, so, first of all, uh, who's going who's gonna to take our notes? Uh, I will. Okay. About time I made myself useful around here. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. We were going to have a conversation about that. Uh, <laughs> faction name at the top. Let's go ahead and put Flooded Palace on there, please. Uh, scribbly, scribbly, scribble, scrib. Scribbly, scribbly. Right, now, actually, now actually do it, though. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and then you have, uh, you have three attributes. They are force, cunning, and wealth. Okay. Okay. Which one's dirty? Cunning. Wealth. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, it's <laughs> yeah. cunning. They're both dirty, but good dirty and bad dirty. Yeah, yes. there we go. Yeah. So those attributes are, what do they mean? Uh, they are the ways in which your faction exerts its influence. So okay. a force faction, let's see, a faction with a high force score in our game would be Conda, the Republic of Conda, which is uh, probably the most powerful military in the Rheingold sector. Okay. And, uh, a good example of a wealth faction would be both Apogee Aerospace and Lokshi Day were, were wealth factions. Okay. They are your mega corporations, etc. All right. A cunning faction would be something like the CIA <laughs> okay. uh, in our game. 
Yeah, like a secret faction that we don't know about because they're really sneaky. So mm-hmm. who would that be? Uh, that would be the Cho Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the uh, Cho Communion is a cunning faction. I was okay. going to guess the Songum. They are, yeah, they're cunning also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Notice how I ask a question. I kind of knew the answer, but I was like, maybe we can get some more information. Ooh, I'm happy to illustrate the point in a way that will be useful to us was to play the game. <laughs> Do that for me, Stan. <laughs> um, their stats aren't secret. If you ever want to know factions, faction stats, I'll tell you. Oh, Good man, I'm one of them faction stats. <laughs> so, a brand new kind of basic faction mm-hmm. is given... The attributes four, three, and one, which you would decide where to put them. But okay. I'm going to make the case that the Flooded Palace is somewhat less than a brand new default faction. It is okay. a. Most of the factions in our faction game, the scale that we're playing at, mm-hmm. they tend to be like the most powerful commercial entity on a planet. A couple of them are planetary like nations. So, sure. like the uh, Reliquary Institute right. uh, is a faction in our game, and it runs both of the Argos and like. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of other stuff. So, I'm going to suggest that we start with uh, a three and two ones. Oh, man. I was, okay. What okay. about three, two, one? Okay. Contact. <laughs> you talked me into it. Three, two, one. God, Stan, you're such a brutal, old school, unyielding <laughs> game master. Okay. Well, I think that force should be one of the ones. Yes. Because... Yeah. They just got took over by a bunch of, like, dusty yokels from down planet side. They can't mm-hmm. be that tough. Mm-hmm. A bunch of their uh, defensive emplacements have been destroyed. Yep. Uh, and, and I think we're maybe not that great to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seemed like if okay. we could get through them. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, and then I feel, I don't know, wealth. I mean, they were, they were opulent as fuck. They were. They had a lot of luxury, but they didn't have a lot of... Uh, they weren't an economic powerhouse in the sector. Like, my feeling for the three mm-hmm. would be cunning, because... They had a Ducock, Kristen. You mm-hmm. know how much one of those costs? That's true. Well, it cost you an eye. No, I'm it with you. It cost you an eye. I mean, it has three <laughs> eyes now. Or how many eyes are the normal amount for a Ducock? Uh, they usually keep a pretty hefty collection. Huh. Okay. <laughs> they have yeah. complex... The average Ducock eyes. has several hundred eyes on, in its nest at any time. <laughs> So I I feel like three is like good for cunning, but I just want to have an idea of like the range because Mm -hmm. it's like maybe their their three isn't cunning because uh, that's all they've got. Right. And maybe they're not even fucking good at it, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What does a three cunning represent? Let's have a look. Let me look up our factions. I'm not going to look up the ones in the book. Mm -hmm. Those are boring. Those don't mean anything. These are the ones we like. These are the ones that our patrons made. Oh, yes, that's right. If you like factions and want to run one, we have that option. Patreon.com slash Astronomica Podcast. What, uh, what's the dice you need to run a faction? Is it like all of them, or do you just need D6s? Or? Uh, you need all of them, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know about all of them. You need some. I'm coming up with a way for my dog to run a faction. Mm-hmm. Ooh. You could have Creaky, like, nose your tablet, like an iPad, open to the Google Dice no, Roller. No, I'm thinking I just, like, have a box that has, like, six sections in it. Yeah. And I open the box, and each section has, like, a dog biscuit in it. And then she's going to go for one. Yeah. And whichever one she goes for is what 
we rolled, but then I, but then I need like a twenty compartment thing. No, no, no. Here's what I think you do. All right. So you get the numbers one through twenty engraved on like a little bla- brass uh, tag. Okay. And then you put it on 20 collars and put them around 20 possums. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and whichever one... Creaky she, kills. Creaky savagely... Uh, Mauls. Demolishes. In my backyard. Yeah, that's the number she rolls. That's... I should be free this week if you need some help getting collars on possums. <laughs> Folks at home, uh, we're going to do some possum wrangling. We'd love if you turned up. Hey, let's make that an activity at Nerd Camp. Possum yeah. wrangling. Possum okay. wrangling. Yeah. Yeah. Come on down, we'll teach you how to possum wrangle. That's right. <laughs> and None of us have ever done it, but... <laughs> we're going to teach you. Yeah. It's just us standing outside with like some bacon and some cat food going. Pss, pss, yeah. Pss. We all have uncles and cousins that we're pretty sure have done it. So we feel like we're probably, <laughs> we'd be good at it. Yep. You just, I mean, you just have to get them to play dead, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you just point your finger at them and go bang. Yep. Yep. And then you pick them up. Yep. And they peacefully comply. <laughs> hey, I personally have owned three possums. Hmm. For real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not North American possums. Mm-hmm. They were short-tailed South American possums, and they are about the size of a shrew. What's oh. the legal distinction? Like, if, like I've owned property. Right. Well, these were actual possums pets. possums have lived in my house. <laughs> in, <laughs> well, these were actual pets that I uh, procured at a, okay. a pet store oh, when I was in elementary school. These were not cool with me being in my house. Yeah. One of their names was Tasselhoff. Nice. Because I was a child who named the smallest pets with the largest names. Mm-hmm. I like it. That possum later went viral for drunkenly eating a burger on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was named after a kinder in um, that series of yeah, books that the, I can't uh, remember the name of. The Margaret Ways, Tracy Ch- uh, yes. Jackman. Dragonlance? Baywatch yeah, Lance. The- Baywatch Lance. <laughs> Dragon of Baywatch Flames is the... You all looked at me like that was actually the name. That's not. I know. Oh, it just wasn't I, funny. My bad. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I, I'm so I'm so not used to making jokes that aren't funny. <laughs> I didn't understand. I didn't understand the reaction. That was. Now you know how the rest of us feel, Stan. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just groggy. So let's see. Um, here's an example faction for you guys. This is Dram. This is um, Artiozora's faction. Love Dram. Dram's great. That's where the, the uh, you remember the sniper you guys dealt with and then teamed up with on Christina oh, yeah. Moore's. Silbert Bashy. Yeah. Discounts for payers of medicine. Mm-hmm. That's right. What was his line? Twenty motherfuckers wants to fist fight or something? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So Dram uh, has four cunning, one force, and three wealth. Okay. Um it has a tag called Scavengers, which lets it make a little money uh Anytime one of its assets gets destroyed. Okay. So basically it's able to like replenish from the destruction. Um, And it's, yeah, the logic being, um, so Dram's deal is that they kind of come into places where there is um, turmoil of one type or another, and they um, educate and enable the oppressed to be self-sufficient. So in Oncrisia Moors, they were teaching them how to like, harvest water from the atmosphere and stuff like that and, and uh i like that that's, yeah, i like that cool. a lot i yep. feel like that's what my grad program was supposed to be for mm-hmm. supposed to be not in actuality right. so they have a low so despite uh 
all, being frequently adjacent to military action, they have a low force because what they do is they come in with their cunning four mm-hmm. and equip um, smaller groups with ways to outmaneuver their oppressors, right? Gotcha. Um, and a four is a good four is a good attribute. What's the top end of the scale? Eight, but it's kind okay. of exponential. So like gotcha. a, a two will beat a one um you know most of the time gotcha. but it's a kind of it can be kind of a fear fight you know the other because the other attributes might be okay switch but uh if they if like a five goes up against an eight it's they it's gonna done. destroy them yeah. yeah they're gonna have to find another way around to gotcha okay okay so we're you know we're not super strong but like having that three and something is gonna be mm-hmm and how do you uh, advance? Is it possible to in- increase your yes. stats? Uh, factions get experience points like players do. Cool. Uh, factions choose a a goal. Um, there's a bunch of goals listed, so it's a little easier than coming up with them for your character, right? Um, and their experience point value is listed. Um, and a lot of them are not like going toe-to-toe with another faction. A lot of them are mm-hmm. things like... Um, like resource collection. Yeah, or uh, there's one that where you just pay a certain amount of money over a certain number of turns, and it's supposed to be like you're like recapitalizing, you're investing in your infrastructure or whatever. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, there's one called Peaceable Kingdom, which is you do not have any conflict-based engagement with another faction for four turns. Gotcha. Um, stuff like that. Wow. Okay. Which like is, that. is pretty easy to achieve unless somebody knows you picked it. Right. right, and they're like they wait three turns, and they know that you're not going to fight them back yeah. for the next turn, right? So, little things like that. Okay. Um, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let me see. I think there's some examples in the book that give a more concrete sense of what the numbers mean. Um, I mean, I think I'm pretty secure, or at least I'm at the point where I'm like. I think the best thing to look at is the asset list. We'll see. Yeah. So let's see what uh, what a number means in terms of what that faction can field here we go okay cunning assets what did we say three three yes okay the best most powerful most uh, expensive units that a cunning faction uh, can unleash and let me say also for assets these are also abstractions the names are colorful they suggest Mm -hmm. certain abilities Um, some of them are not going to be canon to Astronomica like because they reference psionics Sure, uh, but we still use the stats because gotcha. What they actually do is, you know, and what their stats they do, it's very abstracted. So, for Cunning Three, they can field a special forces unit called Cyber Ninjas. Nice, dope. Outfitted with the latest in personal stealth cyberware, Cyber Ninjas are designed to avoid all but the most careful scans. Easy to imagine. Uh, Foot, foot clan, you know. Yeah. Like we could make cyber ninjas with mongo or not with mongos, with um Goonies. Goonies. Mm-hmm. Sure. Just like oozing through places. Mm-hmm. So they would know already the secret of the ooze. Yes. Mm-hmm. They would. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's on here or not. <laughs> if that's just good. Uh fun fact. Dear dear listeners. <laughs> um we had a little hiccup where stuff stopped recording for a little bit. Um so if we make callbacks to jokes to earlier in this recording, but there was nothing to call back to, that's what happened. I think uh, ninjas plus ooze is uh, perennial. 
That's yeah. true. That's true. We just we it's had a green. nice little conversation while we were looking things up. Oh about man, it. my bid on raft didn't. Oh, that was no, it's gone. Well, was it? Yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> I stand by it. As long as the bit about uh, Christ's redemptive love made <laughs> for frogs. Yeah, I think yes. that made it in. Um, that was in the intro. Yes, I, I think that made that in. Yes. Okay. Um, okay, and another note. Uh, so that's the special forces okay. asset. Special forces are cool because they can be transported via certain other assets um, past like a planetary government's like restriction on landings and stuff like that. So you can actually like move a stealth unit in. in Okay. Right. Um, That's as opposed to a like military unit or something. Um, They also, let's see, cunning three uh, stealth, which is a unique asset that gets applied to another asset makes it so nobody knows where that thing is or what it is. Um, That's how, for example, Cho is moving units around the sector and nobody knows what they are. Some of them okay. are like, um, it's not as if they're all using stealth technology and are invisible. Some of them are just companies that he owns that nobody knows he owns them. Gotcha. So they're okay. public entities that you interact with every day that you have no idea that they're an asset of Cho's, you know? 30 shell companies deep. Right. Yeah. Um, so, and again, you, in, you interpret the term stealth multiple ways gotcha. however you need to to make the effect make sense right um and then cunning three uh covert shipping is the last of the cunning three assets it is a logistics facility um quiet interstellar asset transport any one special forces unit can be moved between any worlds within three hexes of the covert shipping uh, at the cost of one fat cred. So you could put your, uh, the covert shipping is going to be like, um, smugglers essentially, right? Gotcha. That, uh, or, uh, uh, what's the Los Poyos Hermanos trucks in, in a uh, breaking bed, right? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And so they might be doing a legitimate business, right? But they'll also help you out with their little. Gotcha. Part, you know? I was thinking also like, you know, They've got Hildy, so stamping a um, Reliquary Institute thing on something when it's really, it's doing something for this mm-hmm. faction, but she's sort of using the brand of Reliquary Institute to sure. slip it in. Yeah. Um, and again, lots of ways to describe it in different situations. Um, but the effect is that covert shipping can move a unit uh off planet, Three off world, away. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. or on world, presumably, can and move from somewhere anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, cool, yeah. So, uh, but it's interesting that that's a facility and not a starship because um, moving a facility is a lot harder than moving a starship. So it's it's actually you would actually set. So it has a range of three hexes. Mm-hmm. So you would like place that somewhere and you would consider anywhere within three hexes of it to be part of its like area of effect, essentially. Okay. I mean, I think that would almost have to be based on Chrissy and Morris too oh, yeah, yeah. for us. Yeah. But I mean, and again, these are, these are what, what I'm saying is these are the top tier assets you could get if you have a cunning of, of three. Gotcha. gotcha. So gotcha. these, you're not stuck with them or whatever. You might, they might even not be worth as much to you as some cunning one options. Mm-hmm. Um, Elite Dukak attack squad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, attack we, could, we could make that and then call it. All right, we could use the Cyber Ninja stats. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, one of the things that I'm doing in the faction side of things is that when people purchase an asset, mm-hmm. they have to give it a unique name. Gotcha. Um, and so... Do they get unique traits? Like, if we had a, a Dukak uh, squadron, would they have a blinding? Could they have a blinding effect? <laughs> sure. We'd, <laughs> we would have to work out what that means, but yeah. They go right for the eyes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Compare with a... Uh, let's compare it to a cunning of one, so you kind of get a sense of the scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cunning of One is a smuggler's, which is a starship. Um, basically, like one Han Solo dude, right? Right. Gotcha. Um, so the other one being a facility, that's like a network. That's like yeah. an established path of like we will keep moving these items back and forth. We know each other. We have a continuing relationship. And the one, the smuggler, is like one trip. Right. So the smuggler is knowing a UPS driver that'll do you a favor. Gotcha. The uh, uh, covert shipping is owning UPS. Or the Mm -hmm. German chemical company that uh, Gus Fring knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So, um... Yeah, the smuggler. So the smuggler does basically the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Except it can move uh, itself and one uh, special forces asset to an adjacent hex for one fat grid. Gotcha. So you see, it's it's much lower range. It has to travel like with the with thing the it's thing. moving, um, which might mean inserting it into a like hostile area. You know that kind of stuff. Right. So it's obviously. Uh, not quite on the same level. Um, informers, which is minions that lace a planet's underworld watchful for intruders. They can choose to attack a faction without specifying a target asset. Normally, when you attack a faction, you have to name like the asset you're attacking. Okay. Um, on a successful cunning versus cunning attack, all stealth assets on the planet belonging to the target faction are revealed. So that's how you would expose stealth units in your on your planet. Mm-hmm. But again, you have to attack the faction that you suspect has stealth units. And you can do that even if they don't have any units that you know of on the planet. Um, then there's False Front, which is basically like a phony uh, shell corporation like we were talking about. Um, yeah. And way down at Cunning 8, the most advanced is a Panopticon Matrix. <laughs> Whoa. I feel like it goes without explaining. Hmm. Uh, these facilities, we've breaked AI intelligence analysts into a web of observation capable of detecting the slightest evidence of intruders on a world. Every rival stealth asset on the planet must succeed in a cunning versus cunning test at the beginning of every turn or lose their stealth. Um, the owner also gains an additional die on all cunning attacks and defenses on that planet. So, huge. Okay. Cool. So, what's the next thing we have to make a decision you, about? Are you happy then with cunning yes. three? three. Yep. Yeah. Orson yeah. Welther one. Okay. Or, uh, well, two. Wealth is two. Wealth is two. Oh, that's right. You 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 weaseled a little uh, little some some extra out of uh, yes. uh, Star Daddy. <laughs> I figure Hildy probably weaseled something out of somebody. <laughs> Look in that that cache of mm-hmm. eyes that Dukak has. Some of them are bound to be, I don't know, cybernetic mm-hmm. tech. Sure. Something. Mm. Okay. Next, let's choose our tags. 
probably just going to have one tag to start with. All right. Um, one of the tags that is easiest to get, I say, one of the tags is extremely difficult to get, but the easiest mechanically is uh, planetary government, okay. which okay. you get by being the faction in charge of a planet. Right? Gotcha. Right. Uh, you guys are not that here because uh, <laughs> Dram and um, Somgim. Somgim are here, and so are a bunch other, of other aerostat stations. Right, other are, aerostat stations that are kind of like if you, if you guys attack an aerostat station, I would make it a faction really quick with all ones. You know? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But that's a possible goal, to become planetary government. Man. All right. Uh, colonists is a tag. Um, that does not apply to you guys. Deep-rooted. Probably not, but I'll read the description. Uh, this faction has been part of the world's life for time out of mind. Most natives can hardly imagine the world without this faction's presence. Doesn't sound like you guys. Yeah. Nah. Eugenics cult. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Exchange consulate. Uh, this faction either led through an exchange consulate or has close ties with the pacifist society of hackers and diplomats. This is one of those that's tied to like the in-game fiction of Stars of That Number. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but usually when I come across stuff like the exchange consulate or mm-hmm. mandate, whatever, I uh, I translate it into a, a, a similar like idea for our setting. So you can still use the assets. Could that be uh, like the organization that mediates trading petrochemicals for pretext stuff? Sure. Okay. That has potential then, yeah. Is there anything that's just like post revolutionary? Yeah. Let's I see. mean, that's. Uh, fanatical, imperialist, Machiavellian, mm. uh, mercenary group, perimeter agency is kind of the uh, CIA type thing. Okay. Um, pirates, planetary government, plutocratic. Preceptor Archive is kind of the uh, Reliquary Institute kind of takes the place of the Preceptor Archive in our setting. Okay. Um, which may work for you guys since Hildy could be a connection to them and they can be yeah. not the same faction but have, you know. But that could also give us uh, yeah. ally stuff to leverage. Psychic well, Academy is one that we definitely don't use. Um, Savage. <laughs> Whether a proud tribe of neo-primitives struggling against the material limits of their world or a pack of degenerate tomb world cannibals, this faction is accustomed to surviving without the benefits of advanced technology and maximizing local resources. I don't complex. like the name, but the description is mm-hmm. pretty... Good. I mean, that would be more apt for the Mongos, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, but the Mongos are now... Which are now the... Part, part of the, the Flooded yeah. Palace. For, yeah. But they aren't all of them. Flooded Palace. Right. I think, I honestly think with Cunning being our leading stat and Hildy uh, making moves. Yeah. There's, what if Machiavellian? Okay, That's a, yeah, what's Machiavellian? I'll read it. Which there's still more on the list, so before okay. we make a decision, I'll go through it. But Machiavellian, uh, the faction's meat and drink is intrigue. Its members delighting in every opportunity to scheme. It may be a secret cabal of hidden masters or the decadent court of a fallen stellar empire. But its membership has forgotten more of treachery than most others ever know. Hmm. Uh, once per turn, they get an additional D10 when making a cunning attack. I mean, we could come up with a way to bend it, but it's... Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a little more. Mm-hmm. Well, the Hidden Masters uh, does seem a little yeah. suiting. I'm, I mean, having even just a small amount of experience uh, navigating an academic department, mm-hmm. that's definitely inapplicable. Uh it's <laughs> sort of a hybrid between Machiavellian and Savages. Yeah. 
Uh, there's uh, Scavengers, which is the one I was saying uh, Dram has. That's the gotcha. one that lets them... They make a little money back when they lose an asset. Okay. Um, actually, they make money back wet if they destroy an opponent's assets or have their own assets. Destroyed, gotcha. They make a little money that back. actually... That's not bad, yeah. No. Um, secretive. This is, I think, the most powerful tag. Okay. Um, and probably not applicable to you guys, but... Uh, this faction is marked with an elaborate with elaborate protocols of secrecy and misdirection. Um, essentially, all assets pur- purchased by this faction automatically begin stealthed. Ah, wow! So Cho so, is secret. Cho is tag. secret. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Um, technical expertise. Hmm. Uh, staffed by large numbers of expert engineers and scientists. Doesn't sound like you guys. Theocratic doesn't sound like you guys. Warlike. Doesn't sound like yeah. you guys. I don't know how. Uh, how oh yeah, the, the Vaporeon. Vaporeon. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I Let's mean, have a look. yeah. The faction is fueled by a fierce certainty that God is with them and with no one else. Hmm. The tight and occasionally irrational obedience that per- pervades the organization makes it difficult to infiltrate or subvert effectively. Once per turn, the faction can roll an extra d10 when defending against a cunning attack. Meh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are the official tags. Okay. Um, if there's something you guys well, you guys want to create your own tag, I'm question. up for that. But if we yeah. were to create a tag that was revolutionary, mm-hmm. yeah, what would be reasonable? Yeah, because I like the idea of defi- mm-hmm. of that being the tag. Mm-hmm. That it's it's a new mm-hmm. city state whatever. If we were going to try and reach out to the other Hydrostat stations to try and, or this faction, to try yeah. and uh, s- spread the beacon of liberty. Yes. Then, uh, like, revolutionary, like, standing as an inspiration, you know, the, the way, like, in the late 1700s, like, there was a war in the Arab Spring recently. Yeah. Like, revolution begets revolution. Mm-hmm. And for a while. What can I throw out? Fanatical as a possible interpretation of that. Okay. Um, the members of this faction just don't know when to quit. No, no matter how overmatched, the members will keep fighting to the bitter end, and occasionally pass it. Um, this faction always rerolls any dice that come up as one, but their zealousness leaves them open at times. Uh, they always lose ties. So, mm. the idea being, we're getting warmer there. Yeah. They. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I kind of my my kind of vote is is I kind of like Machiavellian or Scavengers actually. If we were going to go, like that would be well suited towards the the lifestyle of the planet. Yeah, mm-hmm. Scavengers really calls to me. Even the, the only thing that throws me off of it is that we're right next to Dram, and it's like do a different thing. But I <laughs> yeah. but it makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. with the group. Well, I mean, it makes as much sense of anything else that's in the book, but is there a mechanic for making tags? Uh, not really, no. Not really. Not a, an official one, but there's a... The, the abilities are not difficult to come up with, because let me let me just give you some abilities here yeah. real quick. Um, theocratic. Once per turn, a faction can roll an extra d10 when defending against a cunning attack. Okay. Um, secretive. All assets start with stealthed. Uh, scavengers... You make a fat crit every time uh, your asset or an enemy's asset is destroyed. Um, and let's see. Mercenary group. All faction 
assets gain the following special ability. As an action, the asset may move itself to any world within one hex. They're all very small. So, just abilities. okay, so would there be a way to do an... Okay, so stealth is a... Um, uh, not attribute, it's a... Um, what, what was it's stealth? an asset. An asset. Stealth is an asset. So one of those, it has the ability that your things gain this asset, mm-hmm. right? So one of the low-level assets was having like a having networks or uh-huh. having a having a um, what was? Oh my gosh! Well, stealth is a special asset, is a unique asset in that it applies to an, another asset. Well, so what I was thinking, you don't buy stealth independently; you buy it gotcha. for an asset. What I was thinking was something. Something that had to do with like, okay, if you were doing a, if you were using revolutionary as a tag, mm-hmm. or, and and the goal, the sort of direction that revolutionary as a tag is pushing you to move is to replicate your own revolution. Mm-hmm. Talking yeah. to like having connections in the servant class somewhere, having connections yeah. in like the lowest of the low, having a fifth column of like people that are like, hey. They did it over there. Why can't we do it yeah, here? Yeah, like sure. some yeah. kind of ability that has to do with like making that con- like getting a leg up and making that connection or something like that. I'm just not sure what that would mean in terms of. Well, mechanically, would that be like plus D10 to a cunning attack? Yeah, I'm thinking. Um, I mean, or we could just go with one. But that's what I was. That's when you were talking about the different things. That's what sparked for me for if we were building a tag like that. Right. All cyber ducocks start with an extra eye. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, like it now ducock in a nest full of various eyes is added to my list of like art I would like to make <laughs> for this. That sounds like a disgusting thing. Right? Like the it. legends yeah. of Argus uh were passed down to this uh <laughs> world and then the ducocks heard it and took it to heart. I feel like there's a there's a game and I can't I'm drawing a blank on what game it is. But one of the benefits of having a, like, progressive democracy is that it attracts um, high expertise, like, specialists. Oh, Alpha Centauri, I think. Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri. Sounds sounds right. Okay. Um, So I think, like, having a beacon of liberty, like, a float palace on the planet... um, There are limits to what you can do based on where you are, also. So your planet... Your planet's tech level is also a hard limit on how advanced you can... Uh, until you leave your planet. But yeah, yeah, or until you purchase an asset that gives you access to stuff that the planet as a whole doesn't have. Gotcha. Um, such as a, a post-tech industrial facility that yeah, okay. you can buy. You know? Gotcha. Um, so I'm thinking maybe... I don't know if you wanted to have something that would like raise limits like those like the population limit or TL limit on the planet hmm. um. I mean my general thought is if you're uh, my general thought is our initial goal mm-hmm. is going to be survival right right the goal after that so like establish long enough to not just get knocked out the first time that somebody comes through mm-hmm. Um, the goal after that is probably like spreading influence. Sure. And spreading influence could be making friends, but it could also be like, hey, undermining neighboring, you know. Yeah, like other surface dwellers. There's no reason you should remain in this existence. We did this, you know. Yeah, so maybe we could, uh, as a beacon of okay. liberty, uh, raise our TL cap 
for items that we trade or give to uh, other groups? Um, maybe. That's a thought. But sounds like imperialists to me. Okay. okay. Uh, the tag, yeah. I mean, not yeah. the... Uh, I. The yeah. thing is, like, we've been talking about this, and what's funny is that... It's a very American interpretation it's of being a freedom, right? It is. It is. And it's weird because, yeah... Like, now that we're free, we can get Iraq free, right? I, I was exactly <laughs> thinking that, and yeah. I'm like, that's, I know that's not what we're kind of <laughs> thinking, but also that's what it yeah. sounds like. So imperialists, uh, the faction nurses wild dreams of controlling the sector, whether out of an impulse to bring their local culture and technology to less fortunate worlds, or simply for dominion. They excel at defeating planetary defenses and standing armies. This faction may roll an extra D10 for attacks made as part of a seized planet action. Uh, which is, you will have to make the seized planet action to take control of your own planet also. Gotcha. Uh, it is somewhat limited in scope, but tags are meant to be fluid. You can yeah. gain tags. You can also discard tags once they no longer apply. So, actually, that's a really good point. So, we could take the scavenger tag as our starter tag, mm -hmm. and there's an opportunity to add additional tags or swap out mm -hmm. later. Yep. yep. I think that if we're going to take something as a starter tag, Machiavellian's the one. Machiavellian? Yeah, because uh, right now, Big Nicky and Hildy and all the people that are like friendly to the revolution on the flooded palace are getting their feet under them. Mm -hmm. They're trying to figure out the lay of the land. Plus there's that mysterious yeah. Grand Vizier that we were talking about. That yes. Who is Hildy, probably. In, the in the a Venti Vizier. Yeah. yeah, the Venti Vizier. Call back to a thing that definitely didn't yeah. get yeah. recorded. The Grande Vizier. The yeah. Vizier del Grande. <laughs> They're figuring with extra out. Sour cream. <laughs> so much extra sour crowds. Extra sour crowd. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that they're in a, like, figure out what the fuck is going on phase in the development of their little aerostat state and Machiavellian. They're they're putting all their feelers out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, There's you know, also probably like a, a young North Korea thing going on where uh, half the people in the halls of power are agents of an outside yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. organization, right? So, like, there's a certain amount of... Uh, looming necessity of purge i guess <laughs> that might be uh, yeah so it's probably very you know, politically contested sure purge pur or, uh, or hey want to be friends yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that so, does, that makes but all the other all the other air stat stations probably have agents there there's you know there's yeah. it's probably a very uh hectic scene of intrigue mm -hmm. so uh let's say so we've got three so we've got scavengers uh machiavellian and imperialist mm -hmm. shall we let the die decide I kind of want to throw my vibe behind Machiavellian. I think, oh, okay. I think Colin made a really good argument for it. Well, that's yeah. actually what I wanted both of you to do all along. So oh, wow. Oh, look at you go. That was very I Machiavellian mean, of you. Yes. Very Machiavellian. Uh, all right. So let's do that. So write down the Machiavellian tag, please. <laughs> Writing down the Machiavellian tag. Once per turn, this faction can roll an additional D10 when making a cunning attack. Also, it has a, an ability that is easy to understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and cunning is your highest stat, so that's a good and broadly applicable. Yes. Look at us power gaming over here like a bunch of fucking munchkins. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> Let's see. Um, you have a base of operations as one asset. Okay. Um, the way bases of operations, or sorry, base of influence. Okay. I always call them base of operations. Base of influence. Um, 
you can have multiple bases of influence. A base of influence is where you keep your hit points, essentially. Okay. Damage dealt to a base of influence is dealt to the faction. Gotcha. Your t- your so t- that's t- the arrow stat. Right. But you can break up your hit point total into okay. multiple bases of influence in multiple places, and that way that a faction that goes to war with you has to destroy multiple. the Pentagon and the White House and the, you know. Gotcha. Um, and do we just get that, or is that like the beginning of a list of You have control? one to start okay. with. Cool. Uh, and that is probably the flooded palace, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Speaking of hit points, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting to. Now, what's kind of neat is that, so you can split up your hit points across multiple bases of influence. Your base, any base of influence, can have as many hit points as your faction. Okay. Okay. Which means that you can be in, so invested in a base of influence that uh, it's a weak point for you. So mm-hmm. if you like, say you have a total of ten hit points. Mm-hmm. And then you have a base of influence that has 10 hit points. You can have multiple bases of influence with 10 hit points. It's just that if any of them is destroyed, you're destroyed. Mm. Oh, I see. Makes sense? Yeah. Because they have to do 10 damage to the faction. Gotcha. Uh, So you can use it to conceal uh, hit points from the enemy. uh, Or you can give a lot of hit points to each one of them so that they are individually hard to take out. It's up to you. Uh, But for now, you just have the one, the Fluid Palace. Cool. Um, And hit points are... Uh, it's probably pretty straightforward, right? Yeah. It's, it's like a little it's one line. Four plus <laughs> the experience value of the highest attribute in each of your three stats. So you have uh, three, two, and one. Correct. That is going to be seven. Six, seven plus four. So you have 11 hit points. All right. Three, two, and one is six. The four, two, and one. The experience value of the, the XP value. Oh, the XP yeah. value. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So we have 11 hit points. Mm-hmm. And presumably the Floated Palace is worth 11 hit points. In fact, I think it has to be. I think you yeah. have to. Yeah, we can. Your hit points have to be exposed. So. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, I do have a question just generally. So the way we left it, there's kind of th- two, possibly three groups oh, that are coming together. Mm-hmm. So... We know we've got the Mongos and the people who lived on the Flooded Palace to begin with. Those mm-hmm. two groups are very definitely there. But there was one group that we left, and that was the Goonies. Are the Goonies actually formally, like the Goonies from the Silver City, formally a th- part I of this so. faction? I think so. So do you want to say, so you want to make the Silver City another? Have, if we wanted to split them, we could have two and have the Silver City be a second one. Well, uh, wouldn't but I don't the, know if it matters. Also, I mean, the Mongo Caravan could be a another place that we could store some stuff. Yeah. Could be. Uh, I will say the the asset multiple bases of influence on a single planet are not going to be like are mechanically difficult. I think you're supposed to only have one. Unnecessary. Yeah. Or, so okay. the idea is that so, uh, the idea is that attacking the Silver City is attacking the Flood Palace. Gotcha. It's, it's okay, okay, cool. Well, until we convert the Flooded Palace into a starship. Yes. Right. Well, I mean, we revealed, didn't we, that they were they were a part of the yeah all of them all of them were a single yeah colony ship that broke up. So that's our that's our primary goal right there is we get we collect all of them up and mm-hmm. uh, put them together like a Voltron. Yes, and it makes a space RV. Yes, and then we it's do the most wagon powerful space RV in history to the stars. Yeah, dog. Okay. We must just become strong in the Schwartz. <laughs> or Schwanz. What is it? Schwartz. It's Schwartz. I see a Schwartz. It's as big as mine. All right. You start out with two free assets. Cool. Not counting your base of influence. Mm-hmm. Um, 
One of them has to come from your highest attribute, which is cunning. One of them comes from either of the other two. Okay. Uh, so, uh, with a cunning of three, um, I think probably the best thing to do is for me to just read off the list. Any of these that sound interesting, we'll go into more detail. Okay. Okay. Um, so, asset number one for cunning. Uh, I'll start at the at the top, the ones that are more powerful. You probably want to grab them. It's a good deal. Uh, that's covert shipping, the stealth ability that we talked about in Cyber Ninjas. Right? Okay. Um, and I'll have to look up TL limits and stuff in a second. But uh, Cunning 2, Seductress, mm. Blackmail, Saboteurs, and Lobbyists. Okay. And Cunning 1 is False Front, Informers, and Smugglers. Um, I like covert shipping because I feel like that mm-hmm. is organically the Flooded Palace's friendly connection with the Admiral Grace Limited. Mm-hmm. Unlimited. I think there's a lot of potential for covert shipping. There's, yeah. Yeah. um, so there's the Grace, there's also the petrochemical whatever network has been used there. Mm-hmm. And there's also the, um, Reliquary Institute. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, uh, I think after that, saboteurs is good because I think we can say that at this stage, you know, the flooded palace nascent state has a friendly and maybe even sort of familial mm-hmm. bond with Dram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I figure you can call them up like, hey, uh, can, can you send over a couple of saboteurs? <laughs> like, yeah, how many do you need? Yeah, what? Also, yeah. again, and to get back to how, how abstract this is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you purchase an asset, for example, that doesn't mean that you just then built that asset. That means that asset is has been made relevant to the situation. Gotcha. Right? So, um, if you were building the U.S. military mm-hmm. um, as an asset, or as a, as a faction, uh, you would not purchase an asset for every single like battleship and, gotcha. and and fleet. You would only like you would make your purchases for assets and stuff in the sense of the specific um, theater of war that you were engaged. Okay, in, right. I was thinking so like you might have access to everything on this list. Okay, but it's not all. It can't all come there, to your there. command at the drop of a gotcha, like like right immediately. So it's gotcha. not all necessarily available. So yeah, I like yeah. I like covert shipping for our. I like covert uh, shipping. Yeah. Okay, cunning asset, and so these two assets we don't have to worry about cost or anything, right? Uh, not unless there's an upkeep. Shoot. Let me check. Covert. I'd be curious. Also, so my thought is, I mean, yeah, for the other asset, we can look at force as well but my thought is like wealth is the other because that's the two yeah covert shipping does not have an upkeep cost or anything but i will uh the reason that i said what i did about um not having to define everything in terms of assets Mm -hmm. is because thinking it um i've played a few rounds of this with Mm -hmm. i'm playing about six of the factions in this (laughs) setting right 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 so i've got a little bit of experience with the choices i made at the first turn, not actually being, re- uh, um, covert shipping is an amazing asset, but it only deals with conflicts you intend to engage on in other hexes. Uh, you are currently probably you're probably there. not going to have many conflicts with we're not there neighboring yet. systems yet, mm-hmm. right? So, so we might say the thing that will become your covert shipping thing may exist. Gotcha. Already, but it's not an asset at this point. What's the copy on saboteurs? 
since that was our second choice. Minions trained in launching strikes against enemy operations. An asset attacked by saboteurs cannot apply any use asset ability action until the start of the attacking faction's next turn. This applies whether or not the attack was successful. So even win or lose, you can stop an, gotcha. an enemy asset from using a special ability for a turn. Okay. Which can be a huge deal. I kind of like that. And also, yeah. the thing we were talking about with like having connections amongst the serving class, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. can... Sort of that makes sense to me for the flavor of sure. some of the sabotage. Yep. All right. Of yeah. like Big Nikki gets on the horn to uh, the assistant to the assistant to the assistant uh, dessert chef over on um, I can't remember the name of another one. The thirst bang got took over the womb over on the, the, womb, the womb and yeah. uh, you know says hey we need you to toss some we need you to spike the gelée. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, that sounds good to me. I like that. Cool. <laughs> well, hang on. Counteroffer. Hildy, full goonie, seductress. <laughs> How about that one? Why don't we, why don't we nice. explore that possibility? I mean, I will say in terms of seductress, if the grace was its own faction, obviously mm. we would have to choose seductress because we have Anton. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. I mean, that's, that's legit. Also, again, yeah. an abstract. Seductress isn't necessarily a... Uh, you know, I'm not going to suck your dick. <laughs> they subvert leadership of enemy assets. Mm-hmm. Um, Seducers. Okay, actually, yeah. that does sound very healthy. As an action, a seductress can travel to any world within one hex. As an attack, a seductress does no damage, but an asset that has been successfully attacked immediately reveals any other stealthed assets of that faction on the planet. Hmm. Only special forces units may attack a seductress. So a seductress can't be attacked by an army. It has to be it. Nice. So, you have to send but it's also another hex away from here, kind of anywhere thing. within a hex, which oh, includes hex. the hex. Oh, okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Hmm. Could reveal stealth enemies on on the uh, planet. I think that's one to keep in our back pocket. Yep. Yeah. We could definitely. I like the idea of it's they go and overwhelm leadership. I like the idea of Hildy showing up and being like, "You're doing it wrong." Mm-hmm. What are the uh, tier two wealth assets? Uh, you, uh, yeah, you're, but for your, from the cunning list, you're taking saboteurs? Correct. I think, okay. I think, I think that's, that's good. good, yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, wealth 1 and 2. We'll start with 2. Uh, surveyors, Union Toughs, mm. Lawyers, and Freighter Contract. And Wealth 1 is Local Investments, Harvesters, and Franchise. Well, I like... probably need descriptions, but... I like Union Toughs just from the sound of it, although I don't know if it fits the uh, theme. Yeah. Saboteurs is a special forces unit. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not really built for it, but it can do what a military like defensive unit does. Like it can receive an, an attack and respond to it. Gotcha. Um, do you guys want to something? Defensive. Do you want something that's going to generate you resources, i.e., like a facility or some kind of like? Do you want something that helps you get built up, or do you want do you want like a a, a unit you can move around and attack with? And I, stuff? I think getting built up is our yeah t- yeah priority. for our wealth. The only know. sounds good. Force concern I'd have would be um, defensive. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we can use saboteurs for that. Yeah, if if they can function defensively, then what what uh? So what about harvesters? That sounds very apposite to yeah. Harvesters are good. Uh, these gather the natural resources of a world, whether ore, biologicals, or other unprocessed goods. As an action, the harvesters owning faction may roll a d6 on a three or higher that you gain one fat grid, which is money. I mean, 
It, that seems like the easy choice. Yeah, that also that seems the, the kind of petroleum wells, that like are. what we're doing. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I'm cool with going with that one. Okay. Yeah, same. Even you know, sight unseen on the others. Harvesters. Okay, and uh, just we'll. Um, you only have a Force 1, uh, and you have spent your Thanks. assets, so you yeah. can't get one, but I'll just read the Force 1 assets real quick. Uh, security personnel is basically mm. the, like the lowest level military thing. Gotcha. Um, hitmen mm. is their special forces. Um, and militia unit, also a military unit. I like... Uh, one of the little touches I like is the, the TL requirement on units. Sometimes it's... Uh, Sometimes it surprises you when you see it, and then you realize, no, you're right. Like when uh, Hitman, the TL requirement is zero. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess you could do that with a stick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. All you need is a yeah. nice piece of string. Mm-hmm. I mean, a very, you know, specific kind of string. But... Yeah. Nice. Nice one. Seductive yeah. TL zero, yeah. <laughs> um, you want go in cave <laughs> with Sagma? You want hit me in head and drag me by my hair to the cave? Where I look through your secret documents? I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like Seductress Zero is more like you just go stand wherever the seat of power is, and mm-hmm. whenever the right the king or emperor or whoever comes in, you're just like, no, I'm Emperor Grog. <laughs> that is a very healthy move. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I gotta arrange my features into the <laughs> Okay. We've got your hit points. We've got your assets. Let's start you off with, uh, let's say, a D4 fat crits. All right. I don't think that's the rule, but there's not really a, a rule for... Use that this. dice tower. Here we go. Dungeon Maestro, do us proud. Four! Woo! Nice. Oh, right on, man. Nice. Maestro contacted me. He said he sent us a package. He was confirming our address. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told him if it's any more of his cheating ass... Ice towers. I was going to throw them in the garbage. <laughs> so he, he sent me a gif of uh, Han Solo going, "Who me?" And then I sent him a gif of Han Solo being frozen in carbonite. So nice. I have to check my messages and see if it's all right. So we've got four fat creds. Yep. And finally, I think the last thing we need today is your goal. Oh. Faction goals. Factions usually have motivations and goals beyond simple existence. To grow, a faction needs to accomplish goals that are in line with their leadership's uh, purposes. Successful achievements of these goals uh, helps faction grow in strength and influence. A faction can pursue one goal at a time. Once a goal is successfully attained, the faction may select a new one at the beginning of their next turn or delay it until a good opportunity arises. If a faction chooses to abandon a goal... The demoralizing effect of it and the waste of preparation costs that and that turns fat cred income. Okay, so, so if, if FedEx decides it's going to become a movie theater chain, yeah, there's a cost to that. Right, makes sense. Um, so I think the our goal of both thriving and consolidating. Yeah, I was going to say like I'm hearkening back to the early days of the real-time strategy and the joys of turtling. Mm-hmm. Is there a goal that is in line is with one that turtling? Sh- that should be called turtling, and I'll get to that. Okay. Um, a faction that successfully accomplishes a goal gains experience points equal to the goal's difficulty. Mm-hmm. 
This experience may be saved or spent at the beginning of any turn to increase the force, cunning, or wealth ratings of a faction. Uh, optionally, the GM might allow a faction to buy a new tag if their deeds justify it. Okay. It's right. the GM's choice as to what might constitute an appropriate goal for a faction, but below are some potential goals and the difficulty attached to each. This is another case like tags where there's no there's no rules here for creating your own, but you it's in it's understood you you know you can make an argument. Gotcha. Um, here are the goals, and I will skim over them. I will focus on the ones that sound applicable. Military conquest doesn't sound like you guys right out of the gate. Sure. Um, commercial expansion. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, intelligence coup? No. Um, well, uh, destroy a number of cunning assets of rival factions equal to your faction's cunning rating. Hmm. And this is also a good opportunity to say uh, conflict with other factions should not be considered open war necessarily. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, Coke and Pepsi are fighting using the faction rules. Gotcha. gotcha. They're not okay. at war. You know what I'm saying? So gotcha. the term attacking a faction does not mean that it's reasonable for them to turn around and start shooting your people. Like, gotcha. It could okay. just be you're, you're in conflict in some way. Right? Gotcha. Yeah. So don't be squeamish about attacking another faction even if they're your friend because that's how factions interact. Okay. Um, let's see. Planetary seizure. Not yet. Expand influence. Plant a base of influence on a new planet. Not yet. Blood the enemy. Uh, inflict a number of hit points of damage on enemy faction assets or bases equal to your faction's total force cunning and wealth ratings. Hmm. Um, probably not quite yet. Uh, peaceable kingdom. This is your turtle up. Option. Okay. Oh, all right. Uh, don't take an attack action for four turns. Difficulty is one. So after four turns, you get an, get experience. an experience point. I like it. <laughs> okay. How much yeah. is so? And then how much is the cost to raise? A, um, let's see. Is it like going? Is it like increasing stats uh, for a PC? Increasing. Uh, so yeah, there's a little chart here. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to figure out if there's an algorithm for it. But uh, increasing a an a one to a two costs two experience points. Okay. okay. Increasing so, a two to a three costs four. Gotcha. Okay. So it's it's not exactly the same but it's that you know you get the idea right i mean i'm into peaceable kingdom it gives us four turns to figure out yeah let's let's do that what we're doing collect up some resources i'll I'll finish reading down the list just to be thorough uh destroy the foe that's not gonna happen (laughs) that's straight up destroy another faction uh look she day succeeded in that earlier with uh they destroyed apogee aerospace really Wow. Oh, well, she they did that, huh? Yep. With a little help from my friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, inside enemy territory. That's a good one if you've got the secretive tag. You just have to have a certain number of stealth units in an enemy's area. Nice. Is um, an enemy defined as any other faction, or is an enemy defined as in a different way? Um, well, so I shouldn't have said enemy necessarily because it's uh, inside enemy territory is the name, but it's actually have a mem- have a number of stealth assets on worlds with other planetary governments. Gotcha. So, so like that would actually be one that we could potentially because mm-hmm. we aren't can move stealth units into other places. Yeah, that, that's one yeah. that might be achievable for us at some point. Yep. Sure. Before um, we're invincible valor is to destroy a force asset with a maximum purchase rating higher than your faction's force rating. Oh, dang. Which is kind of cool because you, <laughs> you, so. you can do that with cunning or wealth. So like yeah. you can 
you know, the uh, the hacker can take down the, uh, I don't know, CIA or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I keep using the same examples. But, yeah. The go-get-it fucking hardworking billionaire can <laughs> overthrow democracy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was, okay, I was going to offer a nicer example. Uh, no, the, I thought you said it had to be against a uh, force rating higher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, the series that I'm reading right now, I'm reading the last book in a series, and one of the things that they're doing is, and the series feels, is one of those that feels very much like somebody's campaign, somebody's like mm-hmm. game campaign. Yeah. Um, and they've reached the level where they have all of these skills, so they can just walk through basically the lower level things that would have been even really, really difficult for them. But so they're basically using like really high tech hacking to take out these massive ships of an occupying force mm-hmm. and the force is just like what are you even doing right but they're not the the idea of they've got a cunning asset that's taking out a force asset mm-hmm. that is much stronger than they would be if they went at them from a force mm-hmm. perspective exactly huh. okay i like it um the last one is another it's another turtling tactic kind of it's wealth of worlds uh, spend fat creds equal to four times your faction's wealth rating on bribes and influence. Mm. Uh, mechanically speaking, throw your money in the garbage can for four turns or whatever. Gotcha. Um, okay. Uh, this money is effectively lost, but the goal is then considered accomplished, uh, and you get you would get two experience points for that. So uh, it is. What's your wealth rating? Two. Two. So it'd be mm-hmm. eight. Yeah, you'd have to. And we only have four. So while we're turtling up, do our harvesters accrue fat credits to us? Uh, they are assets you have to spend. Yeah. So each turn, Mine um, so we could harvest with the harvesters, and it wouldn't count as an attack. Yes. Right. Well, so when um, one of the actions you can take as a you get one action every turn, mm-hmm. every okay. faction turn. But one of the actions is to use your assets, which gotcha. means all your assets. So you can uh, you can use your mm, and all your harvesters can harvest all of your like attackers can attack all of your. Gotcha. Dudes can move, et cetera, et cetera. That, that's gotcha. all like one action. Um, so, so, provided you take the action that lets you use your assets that turn, yes, you would get money ready. Okay. But okay. that might qualify our other asset as a saboteur. Well, you, you, don't, you don't have, have to, to do it. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, the actions each turn, let's have a look at that. There's attack, which as we've covered doesn't necessarily just mean go to war. Uh, there's buy asset. So any turn where you buy an asset, you can't use your assets okay okay, okay. Um, change homeworld is where you essentially pick a different base of influence that you've built and make that your new homeworld okay um, expand influence is an action that you have to take in order to build a new base of influence gotcha uh, refit asset uh, changes one asset to any other asset of the same type oh, nice. so that's you can basically upgrading a level one special forces unit into a level two that kind okay of Cool. Or vice versa. Uh, repair asset or faction. That's how you heal hit point damage to assets and your, and your faction's hit points. Uh, sell asset. lets you gain half the fat grid cost of the asset. Um, rounded down. And seize planet is a multi-turn action uh, in which you take control of a planet. Gotcha. Wherein you are the only... Either you're the only faction there or the factions that are present are not opposed to you doing it. Gotcha. gotcha. All right. Um, cool. So that leaves us several options and also the ability to, if we interact with somebody else and lose some health, heal a little bit. Yeah. I like it. So, Wealth of Worlds or uh, 
Peaceable Kingdom, I Peaceful think, is. Peaceful I, I, I don't think Wealth of Worlds is achievable for us yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, there's no time limit on Wealth of Worlds. So it's. Oh, it's uh, just I'm not arguing to take it, I'm just saying, yeah. yeah. So Wealth of Worlds is. You, you would have to. Sp- you have to throw eight fat creds in the garbage. Gotcha. It might take you eh. 60 turns to do it, but you can. Yeah. I mean, we could always follow up Peaceable Kingdom with Wealth of, yep. wealth of Worlds yeah. with a larger. Yeah, I think Peaceable, base. Peaceable Kingdom is the right call. Just giving you your options. All right. All right. Don't um, turtle up. All right. So, um, I guess those of you who are patrons at. Oh, God. I forget what level it's at. Is it the 15? It's like the third one up. Yeah, I could look at tier. it here. Hold That's on. So, oh, it's so far away. The internet, though. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I've I've got my phone. Oh, I'm I'm doing the thing. Is it the meatbag level? Uh, no. It's it's one oh, down on. from the biggest. The 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 twenty dollars tier <laughs> gets you in the monthly one shot. Three from the bottom, one from the top. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chief morale officer is the title nice. of the tier. It is the fifteen dollar tier. Mm-hmm. You get all of the other things. The main thing that it adds at that tier is to run a faction. Yep. Sweet. And uh, like I said, bring that back uh, very, very soon. Our uh, patient and benevolent patrons uh, who currently have factions, I'm going to throw you guys a free experience point. Yay. Congratulations. Not you guys, them. Hey, Aww. fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, and we'll be bringing that back online. And if you're interested in playing as a faction, I recommend uh, jumping in there. It's going to be a lot of fun. And every once in a while, I'll check in on the faction turns, and it sounds mm-hmm. really neat. I'm also really looking forward to our next uh, Hunga Dunga. Yeah, that's where I pull the. That's where I pull most of the information that goes into the Hunga Dunga report. Yes. Um, so we are winding down. I want to remind everybody that you still have a chance to get your question in if you have a question for our next Trastronomica, mm-hmm. but you need to do that basically right now. Yep. If you are listening to this episode later, don't worry. We'll have another chat episode. Mm-hmm. At, we do them at the end of every arc. So there will be another chance. If you have a question, just uh, listen in. You could ask it at any time, and we might remember it, but the best time is uh, if you hear us say, we've got chat coming up, put it on there. Imagine it's... every member of this cast has uh, some degree of ADHD, and the best way to get <laughs> us to address it is to put it in front of us right before we are due to mm-hmm. turn it over. Plausible. Yeah, we do our best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mostly. And, okay, so last time we did something that I thought was really cool, and I'm going to throw this out there. This is a teaser, uh, potential additional, I guess, Patreon thing. Last time we went so long, but there was still so much good stuff that I actually did a whole extended cut for our patrons. Um, there is always the potential, if not the probability, mm-hmm. um, that that will happen again. So we will answer to the best of our liver's ability, every question yeah. that you give us. But sometimes, if the episode goes a little long, the answer to that question might be in bonus content. I'm going to pregame a, a handle of Jack Daniels on, on the drive over here. <laughs> oh, good. That, oh, that night, yeah. so. oh, great. Cool. That can sounds... I, can I catch a ride yeah. <laughs> to my own backyard? <laughs> yeah, we'll, I'll get good and drunk, and then we'll do a couple I'm laps. Gonna, I'm going right, to cool. pregame a handle of Tullamore Dew. So oh. I'll come over and pick you up, and we'll drink that on the way over. Yes. Oh, cool. And then you can drop me off at Stan's house. No, no I'm going to ride with Stan. Uh, oh. Right. Someone's going to have to pick You're going to do black tar cars. heroin in my yard. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cullen's going to be really sad that he missed this this, uh, <laughs> this preparation. Yeah. It's going to be a great chest <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to it. 
All right. Good night, y'all. Or good afternoon. Good morning. You know, just good. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Hey, everyone. Uh, that's the end of our episode for this week. I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You know, it just really means a lot that there are folks out there that have stuck around this far. want to give a big thank you to Jackson Seib, who composed our music. It is a beautiful piece of music, and we hope one day to be the show that lives up to it. Damn right. And if you want to know more... Or maybe not know more, but just touch us in a different kind of way. Go to www.astronomicapodcast.com. And there, you will find a permanent, non-expiring... Non-inspiring. I know. That is is accurate. (laughs) Non-expiring invitation to... Our Discord, where most of us spend the majority of our non-podcast social interacting time. We have different channels. We usually participate in NaNoWriMo. There are community one-shots that are open to all to run and participate in every month. That's where we run the Patreon one-shots, which if you are generous enough to contribute some money, we have uh, special cast-included one-shot episodes there. And just a general all-around good time with a wacky bunch of malcontents. Lots of memes and GIFs, which is why anyone's on the internet, really. Yep. And uh, if you want to support us you can check us out at patreon.com slash astronomica podcast if you don't want to fund the growth of global communism you can instead just give us a five-star review uh on the podcast app of your choice provided five is the most (laughs) (laughs) if there are anywhere there are 10 stars then like at least an eight (laughs) yeah i mean i'd say we're a memphis eight (laughs) They say Memphis 8 is a New York bad podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you next week. Goodbye. Forever. Oh, wait.